4: And with that, good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQRs, TV, WXYZ people. All the all the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, The Bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to dot com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen there. The one on the left is Bradley show from yesterday afternoon. You can still watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today. And at 3, he should be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Uh, it will look a little different. I don't, Again, I don't know why browsers don't populate the same, but anyway, it'll look a little different than what I'm showing the video audience this morning. Just click on the play button there, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then look for the uh, Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. Dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, a variety of Facebook pages that bear my name, um, Twitter for whatever that's worth at the real Tim Brow. I'll leave off the end, off the end of my name, and add a two there. The real Tim Brow two, uh, and we're also streaming on Twitch. Twitch.tv at real Tim Brown, so you can catch us on all of those outlets. But if you can't get us anywhere else, we're going to be right here on media.com, right side of the page there for the morning show afternoon show is left side right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter you get one of those a day it goes up between seven and eight eastern usually and then uh, that's all the articles including the morning show archive which we will have up later today Uh, the other one i didn't get up till late last night the email had already gone out so yesterday's show right there you see it Uh, it was the last thing to be posted last night it was after the email's out so You can go there for the morning show archive this morning if you want anything out of that. Um, And then if you want our ministry email, you want to know what the Sons of Liberty are doing, not only on internet and radio and such, but out among the people, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up right there on the the front page and you get one of those a week. They go out on Saturday to tell you what we're doing. Finally, if you would like to keep us out there doing what we're doing and you agree with our message, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate you keeping us out there uh doing what we're doing. I'm going to play two quick videos, okay? And um <clears throat> then we're going to bring on our guest all the way from Australia. And uh, so we're going to bring him on in just a moment. One I'm not going to get to today, but it will be in the bonus videos. You guys will like this. Somebody did a little parody here. You guys are familiar with the group ACDC, right? Well, this is a... And they moved the little lightning thing over, and it's CDC. So this is the CDC's greatest hit. Somebody had a little, a uh, little joke here that I thought was was very clever. Uh, used some old songs and then applied it to the pandemic and the shots and mask and all that other stuff. Anyway, uh, in the midst of everything, at least you can have maybe a little laugh. I don't know. This guy right here, you may not be familiar with. This is that guy Yuval Noah Harari. That the. the um, uh, Klaus Schwab's little advisor, his little sodomite, twisted-brained, Marxist, God-hating. This is his sodomite, quote unquote, husband. It's it's his, it's his parallel sodomite, is what it is. Okay. I want you to listen to this. They are not hiding who they're coming for and why they're coming for them. Okay. I want you to listen. Just you, it's gonna perk your ears up. If you claim to be a Christian, This ought to perk your ears up about the mindset, because these guys are so reprobate, they're telling you, you must compromise if you're a believer. And they mean believers in Jesus Christ, okay? So here's what he has to say.
0: It is mostly the believers who laugh at us when we say you will own nothing and be happy. And watching this crowd they are mentally stuck in the stone age when we talk about our future and our unlimited potentials like eating insects to stop the climate crisis. And of course, we at the World Economic Forum, we still love these people and we want them to be with us. They don't
4: love us. Misery loves company. But they have
0: to compromise. Because you see, these hackable human animals believe that there is a creator. Which by the way we can not prove that there is. While I laugh nervously so you know Satan isn't speaking through me. But they are going to destroy that future potentials by having such a belief. And that's the compromise that they have to make. Because we are going to have algorithm gods who's going to understand you yeah. better then you understand yourself.
4: Algorithm guys, Ooh.
0: and with such algorithm, we are going to help you make much better decisions. Like, for instance, to stop another Trump from happening. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you want an implant that tracks your thoughts, say what? what? <sighs> exactly.
4: Oh, I. You know, I. I I think Satan is speaking through me and keep a note of Trump from having. Listen, we've been very critical of Trump over the stuff that we've seen here of what he says and what he does are two different things. Most of the time, Uh, this is all of this is WWE. You guys are familiar with it. You've watched it over the years. We pointed it out to you time and time again. doesn't matter what party is in play. doesn't matter what political Jersey they're wearing. This is what they're doing. This guy's targeting the Christians. He's not saying Hey, we need to convince you of something. He's saying you must compromise. Do you hear that? Do you hear that in his voice? Now, these are these little effeminate sodomites, just like we had in Nazi Germany. And, uh, what, who was, who was one of the first ones to go along with the useful idiots in the media stuff? Guys, just like this, just like this, they sell it to the people. And then when they're done with them, they line them up on a wall and they shoot them, dude. You've got a bad future coming to you. And the fact of the matter is Romans 1 tells us all men know there's a God. Why? Because his wrath is revealed from heaven every day against all ungodliness. They know it. You can't look outside and not say somebody had to make that. There is a creator. Somebody had to create it. We don't walk into a house and say, oh, this house must have just came up out of the ground. The desk in it must have just you know formed from the, the trees that were on the ground. Computers don't just make themselves. This guy has so seared his conscience and become so reprobate. This is this is that's what reprobation sounds like right there. What that guy just said. This is the final one. Uh, this runs just a few minutes too. This is talking about a new lawsuit that Robert F Kennedy and his organization have brought against. The Trusted News Initiative, which is nothing but a conglomerate of the mockingbird media who have worked with social media to censor people like the Sons of Liberty who have been bringing you the truth since before the shot came out about the convids. That's what we call it here, the convid 1984. We have, we have brought to you doctors and nurses and others who have shown you demonstrably with documentation and videos and statements and everything else. That what the Mockingbird Media is telling you about the shots being safe and effective is bunk. And what they're telling you about the convids is bunk. And so they're bringing a lawsuit here. Uh, He appeared on Tucker Carlson, for whatever that's worth. um, And uh, he talked about what they were doing. I just want to play this and we're going to bring in our guests. Here it comes.
2: Initiative, but you should know about it. It's a major tool of information control in the United States. It's a partnership of several big news outlets, the AP, Reuters, the Washington Post aligned with big tech companies like Facebook and Google. The BBC founded it. Now, the group has admitted its mission is to stop, quote, the tidal wave of unchecked reporting that's being piped through mainly digital platforms. In other words, we have a monopoly on telling lies. No one else can talk. And in service of that goal, the initiative has censored an awful lot of people, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whom history will vindicate completely. Now, Kennedy and several other plaintiffs are suing the Trusted News Initiative We asked these news organizations about the lawsuit. Reuters says they haven't seen the lawsuit, but they're very upset by it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is chairman and chief litigation counsel of Children's Health Defense, and we are honored to have him join us tonight. Bobby, thanks
1: so much for coming up. Tell us
2: what this suit seeks to do, if you don't mind.
1: Thank you for talking. Uh, Well, you and I know that from the Twitter files and that other information that's being released that the White House and other government agencies were colluding with the social media sites and with other news organizations to censor criticism of government policies. This is something different. The Trusted News Initiative was a secretive cartel that involved the big legacy media companies that you mentioned, the Associated Press, Reuters, the Washington Post, and the BBC, and also the social media platforms, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. And it was an agreement that had two purposes. One was to suppress and censor any information, whether true or not, that departed from official government orthodoxies and government proclamations. I think probably the more motivating uh, Uh, purpose of the cartel was revealed in one of the memos that we have obtained from BBC, which is to destroy their uh, rivals in the independent media. The, The BBC memo says to the other groups, and it was BBC, which is a government, a British government owned news network. And it was the one that orchestrated this, this secret, Uh, collaboration, anti-competitive collaboration. And what they said is, although we are ostensibly all rivals and competitors with each other, the existential threat to all of our business models comes from thousands of independent news sites who are now not only providing all this content that people are reading, but they're also diminishing trust in our organizations. And the way that we can destroy them, they called stamp them out and choke them in this memo, they use those phrases, is to deny them platforms on the social media sites. Because those, those platforms, they, you know, the, the, the viral movement of these news stories is critical for the business models of those smaller news providers. So what they said is anybody who departs from the official, from the trusted news, which is the official government narratives of WHO, CDC, and the White House, and Anthony Fauci and NIH, we will make sure to identify them and to make sure that they are not given a platform. And I, again, Tucker, this had nothing to do with whether the the statements were inaccurate. They use the word misinformation, and they acknowledge this throughout as a euphemism for any statement that departs from official government orthodoxies so that's the that's the point right
2: there they were censoring things that were true and that's when you cross into criminal propaganda in my opinion and we're rooting for you in this lawsuit and otherwise tonight Robert f kennedy jr thank you all
4: right thank you, so you for- there you go i mean he's got a lawsuit that's going and look he's taken several lawsuits to court he's won them um you know, I know a lot of people say, "Well, Robert F. Kennedy is controlled opposition or this that and the other." Well, maybe I, I don't know. Um, I've appreciated at least the information that he's given; that's been good. Um, so, at least on on these fronts. So, you know, I'm I'm wishing him the best because uh, whatever they they come out of with this is probably going to affect his Sons of Liberty because we've been waiting to get an attorney to do it, and if we got to go with one of theirs or whatever, I got to jump in here. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of uh, people that you guys would know who are involved in that lawsuit. Now, with that said, that's kind of leading up to what we're talking about today. Now, I, we did an article the other day uh, on, <clears throat> it was termed, I was going to blow it up here just so you guys see it, uh, termed, Human sacrifice, lives lost to vaccine profiteering, and you can find this at sunslibertymedia.com. It will be in the archive, and in that, uh, was a story out of the expose, and a guy by the name of Michael Darby uh, put together this piece that you can read here. Uh, it's it's right there on on the page uh, in the article here, and uh, I got done reading a, a lot of that, and I got on. Uh, my email and I, well, I, I found out where he was and I sent him an email and I said, hey, would you like to come on the show and talk about what it is that you're covering? He's also edited a book uh, that you can find at Amazon and the title is uh, Unchain Australia, Trump, COVID and the World. Um, just a quick shot here. I'll put the link here in just a little bit. But uh, Michael is joining us all the way from Australia and uh good morning or I, say, I should say good evening Michael it's good to see you man
3: Well what a real pre- pleasure and a privilege it is to talk with you Tim and with the Sons of Liberty and I'm so pleased that I had the opportunity of listening to the introduction with the Christian principles of the Sons of Liberty carefully explained Amen And I just make I'd make this point that our good Lord's greatest creation is of course humanity and uh, the uh, uh, the the struggle that we're fighting is a struggle to defend humanity and the evidence for a creator is far more powerful than the evidence for anthropogenic global global warming the evidence for <laughs> yes. the creator is far more powerful than the evidence The claim that Pfizer has some interest in the welfare or health of the population, and it is such a pleasure to know that I'm speaking to Christians who actually believe that humanity is good. And I want to make my position very, very clear: that if we we are doing the work of the Lord, if we uphold human life, if we protect human life, if we nurture young humans. If we protect elderly humans, we are doing the lord's work and Unfortunately, there are people in your country and in ours who see their goals as completely the opposite, including that creature you uh, had in one of your early uh, early interviews who seems to want to destroy humanity in every respect. These people hate human beings, and anyone who talks about having having uh, computerized uh, gods uh, which is what I think he was trying to get to and telling us that we'll be making much better decisions when the decisions are made for us such people are the enemies of civilization agree the enemies of humanity and the enemies of the Judeo-Christian tradition and I'm really proud to be on your program and I can now write in my CV that I was on the same
4: program
3: As Tim Brown, Tucker Carlson, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. (laughs)
4: Well, I think you got something to say there, but but in all honesty, I got to tell you, um, you know, man, this is the problem, and I think this was something that. The the framers of the Constitution, definitely the founders of this country, the ones that came before them, who established uh, America. Just you know, a quick correction: they understood man is not basically good; he's basically bad. This is why we need a savior, Jesus Christ, who saves men from their sin. And uh, but we do believe that men are made in the image of God. And you know, when you hear this guy, I don't even know what the guy's name was, uh, the Norhararis, you know, Sodomite. Lover, whatever the case may be, with him visibly, openly attacking believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, though even even those who believe there's a creator, but maybe they're not a Christian, because all men know there's a there's a God. They know that. They just want to deny it. They want to suppress the truth and unrighteousness, of what Romans one says. But you know, this is the reason I think that uh you've you've come out with what you've got on in your book i think this is why we're facing the things that we're facing is because man is basically bad and we we see that in his cowardice we see that the cowardice in in your country and our country we see it in england but then we also see those who god has empowered to stand fast and to stand against those things that are coming those tyrannies those crimes that are that are coming against us so what i wanted to do was you know, this has been pointed out to stop human sacrifice. One of the first things I want to ask you is, is this. When, when you use the term human sacrifice, that is intent. It is not something that's an accident that happens. To sacrifice something means somebody has intent to do so. What is going on that you're seeing in all of this? Is there... You know, we've talked to Dr. Lee Merritt. She believes there is a a dark hand of occultism that's behind it. Kate Shimarani comes on every Saturday. She's our nurse and nutritionist on here. And she's talked about Freemasons behind a lot of this. She's talked about the the dark hand of occult. And she's faced the brunt of what they were talking about, about the BBC and stuff. What do you see going on here? Because your country, I think, is probably like ground zero for all of this convid nonsense and for the Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, it seems like Australia has been sort of ground zero there. What, what say you about this idea of human sacrifice and how it's tying into these kinds of things?
3: Yes, I, I think you, you've delighted me by giving me an opportunity to explain exactly what human sacrifice is. Whenever anybody is deprived of their liberty or their property, Or their childhood, or their health, or their job opportunities, or their education. And in the worst case, when they're deprived of their life for the sake of the selfish ambitions, the money, the position, the influence of some cult, then that person is the victim of human sacrifice and every time you every time somebody is poisoned by an mra drug which is a purported vaccine it's an obvious case of a human sacrifice where the prime minister of australia denies people the right to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and forces people to go home from hospitals with no treatment and die that is human sacrifice and i make very clear what the situation is in australia there is in based in sydney a company called premier state this is a lobbying company and it is in effect the shadow government of the state of new south wales and for practical purposes it has been off and on the shadow government of australia because premier state totally controls the state executive of the new south wales liberal party and the liberal party is most powerful in new south wales uh, which is the only state presently with a liberal party government and the liberal party in new south wales uh, is is in control of the most populous state in australia and everyone on the state executive the liberal party is controlled by premier state which has run the liberal party which is in american terms a conservative type party it's not we don't use the term liberal in the same way that you do in the united states the liberal party uh, is supposed to be a conservative type party but every candidate who has a chance of getting elected is in fact selected by premier State the company which earns its earns its gigantic income from an interesting list of clients who pay premier state to have governmental decisions made in their favour it will be no surprise to you to know that pfizer is on the list of the clients of premier state as are several other big pharma organisations you may also be interested to know that the majority Of the organisations which are aiming to destroy reliable energy in Australia are also clients of Premier State. They pick up the tab for Premier State's enormous power and enormous influence, and the fact that Premier State, for practical purposes, through the New South Wales State Executive, which this company totally controls, they choose parliamentarians to go into the Federal Parliament and the State Parliaments, who are going to do the bidding of the clients of Premier State. And one signal example was this fellow named Scott Morrison, who until recently was the Prime Minister of Australia.
4: Yep, we've covered him.
3: Yes, well, let's cover him a little bit more. Uh, Scott Morrison uh, was the New South Wales State Director of the Liberal Party after serving a completely undistinguished term as the state director of the Liberal Party, during which he bent the Liberal Party's policy and gave second preferences from the Liberal Party to the Greens in order to get Greens, which are for practical purposes the extreme left wing of Australian politics, to get Greens into Parliament. He did his very best and changed the long-serving policy of the Liberal Party, so that preferences would be given to Greens. I need to explain what preferences are, because you don't have them in the United States. We have a preferential voting system in Australia, so that if there are three candidates running and one of them gets forty percent, one gets twenty uh, percent, uh, and uh, another one gets another forty percent, the person with the with the forty percent goes out, and those the votes. That have been recorded by the, by, who voted number one for that individual and then number two for one of the other two, those number two votes get distributed as if they were number one votes. So you can, so the person who ends up with the majority of votes is somebody who has got their, often many cases, on the preferences of one of the lesser candidates whose voters essentially get a second chance. So when you're filling out a ballot paper, you write a number one in the box for the candidate you want most, and then you write a number two in the box for the candidate you would vote for if the candidate you want most isn't going to make it. That's a, a very brief explanation of the preferential system, but it has many advantages uh, and it because it gives keep, keeps people's votes alive right up to the last possible opportunity in the count. And so people who started off with with less than half the vote they can end up with more than half the vote because the small parties the independents, they get to have a say and their views are preserved so i would encourage uh, uh, all of, all of our friends in north america who are not familiar with preferential voting look it up and you'll find that it has advantages it's a it's pretty much confined to australia uh, britain doesn't have preferential voting they have first past the post voting which is a significant disadvantage in the view of many Australians. But Australia was one of the first uh, places in the world to have preferential voting. It was called the Australian ballot for a long time. And uh, uh, Australia was not far behind New Zealand in giving women the vote. So uh, Australia has some good democratic history. But we have this terrible blight on Australia at the moment that highly paid lobbyists control political parties and they get their what they get done what they want done now in the question case of mr morrison he decided that he wanted to run for parliament so he nominated himself for liberal party selection and they call it pre-selection the liberal party has a meeting and at that meeting people decide what candidate they want to support as the liberal party candidate and morrison ran for pre-selection And received eight votes at a meeting, and a gentleman named Michael Toke T O W K E, who's a chemical engineer. I don't know the man personally. Received eighty-two votes, and one would imagine that in a in a genuinely democratically run party, automatically Mr. Toke would be given the job as the Liberal Party candidate to contest the seat, which is known as Cook, named after the man who came to Australia in uh, 1770 and mapped the east coast of australia an english navigator of uh, very significant merit james cook and there's a seat in parliament named after him and morrison ran for it and received eight votes to 82. but because morrison's friends control premier state which controls the state executive of the liberal party they decided that they would get rid of mr toke who won the pre-selection by 82 votes to eight and so they got a newspaper called the daily telegraph to run a completely fictitious article asserting that mr toke t-a-w-k-e had some criminal connections and they sh- therefore should be disqualified and they even got the telegraph to run a second article with the headline liberal candidate faces jail completely fictitious no no uh, evidence whatsoever and so having done that that the premier state people who control the liberal party state executive called a meeting of the state executive disendorsed mr toke and gave the seat as a gift to mr scott morrison and so that's how democracy happens in the Liberal Party in Australia.
4: That's very interesting. But, Michael, you know, one of the things that, that we have here, and I've told people before, I had a friend who was in Bulgaria, and he, he was literally, when they talk about beatdown, he said, I was beat down with sticks with other people because we were protesting communism there. And he said, most people don't understand, in communism, you get to vote too. It's the illusion that you're choosing the people, but they've already been selected who they're going to do, and they're they're going to control the votes. Like Stalin said, it's who counts the votes that is what matters. And he says it wasn't until we figured out it was the two-party system that was getting us, which our second president, John Adams, said was a great evil that America would be divided up into two parties, You know, united under their particular leaders and stuff like this, because what are they going to do? They're going to get away from the law. They're going to the right or the left, and the Bible tells us uh, you know, God told Joshua. He said, "Be strong and of good courage. Don't go to the right or the left. Stick to what I told you." And this is what we tell people. They get mad at us because we hold their political idol to the same standard. We hold the the ones who have their mask off, telling us they're Marxists, they're communists, they're coming for our kids, they're coming for you know our property. You're going to own nothing and and be happy. And all. They, they they don't understand this thing. So I understand some of the politics that goes on there, and I see what you're saying. But the question is, is then, how is that impacting this issue of the human sacrifice where we started off with? How does that impact that, especially concerning the convicts that we're faced with?
3: Well, soon after getting elected to Parliament, Morrison was made a minister, and he became Minister for Social Welfare, or words to that effect. And the uh, first thing he did was announce that children who were not vaccinated would not be allowed to Go to government-funded kindergartens, and the people who were not vaccinated were not were not going to get the to get social welfare benefits. And these were called the no jab, no pay, and the no jab, no play policies. So he wasted no time in repaying uh, Big farmer for his uh, seat in Parliament. But then, of course, when he became Prime Minister, things became much more serious because it was he who decided on the instructions of Big Pharma, and I'm using my words very carefully, on the instructions of Big Pharma, he decided that Australia must go down the vaccine path and banned the importation into Australia of hydroxychloroquine. And an Australian humanitarian named Clive Palmer uh, donated some millions of dollars worth of hydroxychloroquine uh, to the australian people and as far as we are all able to to establish the government simply seized that large quantity of hydroxychloroquine and instead of distributing it freely to people whose lives it could easily have saved they simply had it destroyed and it was so, the situation was so bad that australian customs officials they call them Border Force, uh, were given their their highest priority was to stop imports of Australia into hydroxychloroquine, which was uh, a, a harmless repurposed drug and very effective. But then what happened next was that an Australian researcher discovered that ivermectin was even more effective than hydroxychloroquine. So Morrison banned ivermectin and made it illegal for anyone to dispense ivermectin and a whole raft of doctors lost their careers because they stood up and said in in line with that wonderful lady dr simone gold in the united states and of course that amazing uh, man from texas dr peter a mccullough and there's so many really good medical people in the united states but in australia People are going down that similar path, and one uh, uh, professor, Christopher Neal, in the state of Victoria, a cardiologist, um, and uh, banned from practicing medicine by an organisation in Australia called Afra, uh, which does the bidding of Big Pharma, and so everyone who has suffered, lost their lives, uh, for from the unavailability of repurposed safe drugs in australia is a human sacrifice for the benefit of big pharma and the the figure of people who've lost their lives to to covert in australia is around the fourteen thousand mark which is pretty serious because on all the figures that the uh, the 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 greats of the of the medical profession uh, professor mccullough for one dr mccullough uh, suggests that 85 percent of those lives could have been saved by properly organized early treatment protocols because the standard thing that happened in australia was people would go onto a hospital and be told oh you've got covid go home no we're not giving you any treatment Uh, and if you get really sick get an ambulance and we'll put you in an an intensive care uh, unit and uh, we'll uh, uh, stick tubes down your throat, and uh, you'll have a seventy percent chance of dying, which is pretty serious. So a lot of people died because of inability to get those drugs. Now, what happened next was, of course, the the vaccines were rolled out, and every politician, with a very tiny number of exceptions, and I particularly mentioned one. Uh, named Gerard Rennick, and there's another, another one named Alex Antic. Uh, there are a handful, and another one named Matt Canavan, uh, and Craig Kelly, now out of Parliament, unfortunately. A handful of politicians said this is wrong, and uh, they, of course, were denigrated and attacked by the media all over the place. And again and again, media organisations had their presenters say online, vaccines are safe. And vaccines are effective.
4: And they're neither. They're neither. The mRNA
3: vaccines are neither safe nor effective. And three wonderful researchers, whose names are Dr. Rancourt, Dr. Baudin, and Dr. Mercier, uh, all got together and they studied uh, the death notices in Australia essentially, and discovered that as a result of vaccines, there was a significant increase in all cause death rates in australia and they have calculated uh, by looking at the mathematics of it they have calculated that the number of deaths in australia caused by mrna vaccines is actually more than twice the number of people who have died in australia from COVID, which is pretty serious when you consider that most of the people who denied who died in australia from COVID have done so because they have been denied access to proper, appropriate treatments. But the figure of 31,000 Australians, having this, which is the assed, genuine assessment made by these three scientists, 31,000 Australians have died from the poison of mRNA vaccines.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, now, wait a minute, Michael. Let, 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 I, I want to show people something. Now, I, I did an article last night Uh, I'll bring this up really quickly. For people who've not seen this, this little kindergarten girl, this one right here, Ohio kindergartner, died suddenly. Now, again, we're not told whether she had the shot or anything like that. I make mention of it, but the fact of the matter is, Michael, they want to shut us down from even questioning did this child have a shot? I, I mean, because we're seeing it across the boards, we're seeing it on a daily basis. You know, numbers of people, I say celebrities, and I use that sort of loosely, people who are, I guess, worldwide known, whether they're TikTokers, YouTubers, actresses, musicians, or whatever, we're seeing, we used to see, we used to get them, I remember, we used to get them in like threes, and they would happen every so often. You know, it was, it was very, everybody, people die every day, so that's not something that should shock us that people are dying. But when you get like this small group of people, these celebrities, and now you're having Three to five that are in the news, and there's probably more than that, but you're getting three to five every day you're being told these people die suddenly. We have, and they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, some of them teenagers, all this kind of stuff. This is what we received from NewsGuard. You guys have heard us talk about NewsGuard. They're the latest self-appointed, bought and paid for fact checkers, all right? These people go in completely misrepresenting anything. And then when they ask you questions, they don't ask you as in, can you explain something here? They ask you in this accusatory tone. Here is one of the emails that we got yesterday for Sons of Liberty. Okay. Uh, Not only does, does this guy, I guess he's hes not really a journalist. He calls himself a journalist. He's Sam Howard with Journalist with NewsGuard. And he wants to ask us some questions. And one of the things that he says here. Is he talks about the election in Australia? Uh, not Australia, Arizona. And he says there is absolutely no evidence of. Uh, look, there is no evidence of widespread fraud in her race. Has this guy not seen the videos? Has he not seen the documentation of things of of how how it's been done? Does he think we're stupid, or is he stupid? But here's what he asks. He said, um. Why did you publish this story claiming official government and centers for disease control and prevention suggest that 1.2 million Americans have already passed away because of the convict or he says that the COVID 19 mRNA injections falsely being called vaccines? The VARS, listen to what he says. The VARS data referenced here does not ascribe causality and reports submitted to the database are unvetted. Now, I want people to stop and think, what does VAERS stand for? What is the very title of the report for? Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. If it's not reliable, if it is not ascribing causality, by the very name of it, Vaccine Adverse Effects, Then is it there to deceive us into thinking it's doing that? Because that's what anybody going to that site would think. And then he says, well, it's unvetted. Yeah, and Harvard did a study, Sam, that says that even those reports are less than 1% of the reality. So whatever you have on theirs, you can extrapolate it out, and you can sit here and hide behind and get your paycheck for NewsGuard and be a useful idiot if that's what you want to be. But the fact of the matter is it's staring you in the face. It's staring you in the face. And none of us who have been calling this stuff out before the shots even rolled out, Michael, none of us have been shown to be wrong. We've been confirmed. And I wish Sam would go to the BBC. I wish he would go to the Telegraph. I wish he would go to the Daily Mail. I wish he'd go to some of these other outlets and ask them, why are you giving all these excuses? People are too stressed. They're out in the heat too much. They drive their car too much. They walk too much. This is why they're having SADS, sudden adult, adult death syndrome. Why is any going to them? There's no evidence for any of that stuff, but there is evidence that people who took the shot are facing all kinds of adverse effects, including losing their own lives. That's happened down there. I, I remember watching uh, things with Scott Morrison and him wanting to shut people down to where they can't even go out of their house to go to work. I mean, have the people, I, I want to ask this legitimately because I see some of this in pockets of the U.S. too. Have some of the people in like New South Wales and stuff, have they been so beaten down and so wearied and and so demoralized that they can't they can't stand up as one? and take down the evil that is their government. And, you know, as Thomas Jefferson said in our Declaration of Independence, dissolve it, eliminate it. And if they want to reinstate, I'm I'm personally one that says the, the closest to your home government is, and no more, the more centralized it is, the more wicked it becomes because men can't be trusted. Is that what's happened to the people there? Have they become so demoralized and wearied and everything over what's going on? Because I've seen, I've seen the videos of what the, 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 the agents of the state do to the people. They, they treat them like they're slaves. Is that the case down there in Australia?
3: You, you asked all the right questions, and unfortunately, the answers are not very good. The, the truth is that there has been a relentless, unprecedented propaganda campaign from the first hint of a pandemic a relentless propaganda campaign run in the first instance by government radio, which is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And every program on the ABC uh, tells everybody that vaccines, as described as vaccines by the government, are safe and effective. But jumping on the bandwagon have been the great majority of all the private radio stations. And the private television stations are all on board with the same false message. There are a handful of broadcasters, and I mentioned one in particular, uh, Alan Jones, who is a former uh, coach of the Australian Rugby Union side. Uh, Alan Jones has never uh, never lost, lost the faith and still has the confidence of the people, but uh, he, uh, he is no longer involved In what's called the mainstream media there are a handful of broadcasters who do their bit but most of the message of honesty and truth is carried by australians who are doing the sort of thing that you're doing but the the big business in australia people who should know better major companies are towing the line and pushing the same barrow that the government is pushing and it is a, a terrible shame because and it overlaps, of course, with the global warming cult. And the global warming cult and the vaccine pushers are essentially the same people and the same organisations. And if you look at, uh, at the WHO, uh, and in fact in the, in the book that you've described Unchained Australia, we have a chapter there, uh, Chapter 26, which is quotes from... Organizations which are hostile to humanity. And one of them, of course, is the WHO. And it uh, makes very clear that everything it is pretending to do regarding health is actually designed to destroy the world's capacity to have reliable energy. And of course, if you abolish reliable energy, you cause misery, poverty, early death, revolution and war. That is the effect of the global warming cult. And the people who suffer most and suffer hardest are those who are already poor That's right. and, mal- and malnourished, elderly, sick. Those are the people who suffer most if they can't pay their heating bills or if they can't even afford, if, afford to have electricity in their homes. Those are the people whom the elites are deliberately using as human sacrifices Hmm. For the sake of their own evil ambitions,
4: Michael, I, I want to ask you this because we got about five minutes here, and I don't know if you've got time. If you want to stay over, if there's more that we can talk about, because one of the things we do on the, on the Sons of Liberty is we don't want to just talk about okay, here's the problem. We want to explain that to people why it's a problem and such, but then we want to come along with solutions. We don't want to leave people without hope. Uh, you know, I believe that if if Jesus is the one who said who who not only came and he lived a perfect life before the Father. He died, he was buried, he's resurrected, he ascended into heaven, he sits at God's right hand. He is the judge of all men. And I, since he is king, since he is king, we're called to go and disciple the nations. Part, and we're to disciple them with everything that Jesus taught. That teach them whatever, so whatsoever I've commanded you. So our job is to disciple the nations, to teach them. Part of that is teaching them God's moral law. And when this kind of stuff, this human sacrifice is being taken place and these people are lying to our faces and they're infringing on our liberties, it is the responsibility of the people to go and deal with them, not to submit to that tyranny. And I've had one guy, this guy was absolute knucklehead, doesn't know anything about scripture, Wanted to quote Romans 13 to me. And I go, did you see what it says? Paul says there's nothing to fear if the minister of God, whether he's a king or a president or a representative or I don't know what you guys call him down there. Uh, we had Senator Malcolm Roberts on the show. I, I like at least what the guy has to say. He's right on it. But the question is, what are the people to do? They know they're being sacrificed. They know they're being Targeted. They know they're being cornered. They know they're being starved to death. They know they're being put out of their work. They know they're being ostracized from society by these tyrants. What are the people to do, especially in your country, because largely it's been disarmed? I'm, I'm not so foolish as to think there aren't men there with guns, but it's largely been disarmed. How do they deal with a tyrannical government that's doing this to them? Well,
3: but we should all be aiming at ways to change the government. And to change the government at every level, we need to get rid of the local councillors who are pushing for compulsory vaccines. We need to get rid of all the state officials who are pushing for compulsory vaccines and who are sacking nurses and carers who who want to protect themselves and their families by not submitting to experimental drugs. And we want we want and we want, of course, change the federal government. But people are frightened and people are worried. And people are uh face the difficulty that the two major parties absolutely agree on the the authoritarian controls which have been imposed. They do so that in your country too, huh? <laughs> it, 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 it is a sad mistake to imagine that that promoting some kind of of revolution is the answer. No, it's not. We just have to work together and cooperate to get rid of these people through the ballot box. It is very unpleasant to have to wait that long, but that is the only answer. Well, Michael,
4: let me me interject something there. Haven't you guys been using the ballot box like the people have been doing here for 170 years of the two-party system? If the people are going to still vote the two-party and the parties are doing this, how can you be assured you're ever going to do that? I'm going to just say, when you look throughout human history, every time you centralize government, you talk about a federal government, we've got one. Every time you centralize that, it always becomes corrupt because men are corrupt. And if men, if if our fathers before us dropped the ball and the fathers that came after them drop the ball and then we've been taught to drop the ball What are we going to do with the ballot box where we're going to vote, whatever we're going to vote? But the but but it's really a uniparty system. Probably you guys have that's what you're trying to say. You guys have what I call the uniparty system here in the United States. Um, How does that get fixed? Because we know Stalin said it's not about who votes. It's who's counting the votes. And I I don't know if you guys have it. You're probably using an electronic voting system too. the easiest thing for criminals to, you know, corrupt there for their own gain. I is anybody talking about saying hey we need to learn one to self govern ourselves under god as individuals and then maybe we can talk about forming small governments around us we you know very limited in even the fashion, I, I've even mentioned when you go back in the book of Judges, you see that they, they and, and Moses, when he's establishing, they had judges to take care of things. They didn't have a police force and they didn't have this hierarchy of stuff. They just had judges who would judge between people who couldn't sort things out themselves. Is any of that kind of talk talked about down there in Australia?
3: Well, everything you say is wise. Uh, until recently, aged care was the responsibility of the state governments. but. The, the government, which happened to be at the time a Liberal government, put aged care in the hands of the federal government. So instead of uh, someone nearby making decisions about pe- about elderly people, Canberra, which is, can be, might be 3,000 miles away from some parts of Australia, is suddenly making all the decisions. And of course, the quality of aged care falls very dramatically. We're absolutely, you're absolutely right, we have to bring control back closer to the people. But the only way we can do it is through the ballot box, but by being smart. Because if all the guys who care, if all the small parties and independents work together and cooperate and exchange preferences, they can actually win government. But In the meantime, we all need to boycott those businesses which are pushing the government mind
4: yep.
3: and contributing to the human sacrifice, which is taking place. Yeah, Michael, can you support. can you hang
4: on? Can you hang on with us? We got to close out the radio part. Can you hang on for, with us for course. a minute? Okay, all right. So, Michael's site you can catch right here. If you have got a phone, you can do one of these QR codes, but it's QRCO.DE forward slash. Stop Human Sacrifice, qrco.de forward slash Stop Human Sacrifice. If you want more, Michael's going to hang on with us. We'll catch that. Sons of Liberty Media.com catch Bradley at 3. Lord willing, we'll talk to you in the morning, 6 a.m. G-Sing's going to be with us. Talk to you then. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Michael, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. We were we were right at the end there. And I did want to get your website in uh, that's set up there so people can go to it. Uh, called Stop Human Sacrifice. I was going to bring that up as well. People can see that here. They can go check out your website. And this is really what I'm, this is the part I'm interested in, Michael, is I, I want to see solutions. And I get what you're saying about voting. I get what you're saying about, you know, those things. And I tell people here, Washington, as far as I'm concerned, is gone. It's so corrupt. You can't even get the people to do what they are what they are supposed to do. They're doing everything but what they're supposed to, and so I encourage people in their counties uh, here in the United States. We, you know, our Constitution says that the the law, the as far as I know, the only law enforcers we have in the United States are the militia, which are the able-bodied men. It's the citizenry. It's not some federal agency. All of those are unconstitutional. They don't even listen to our Constitution. And I try to get people to build up your community of men. In the city or the county that you're in, specifically the county. Um, and then a, a a grand jury, people are frustrated because they're not seeing justice. We hear investigation after investigation after investigation. Nobody goes to jail, nobody's given any justice, nobody gets a death penalty. And it's it's a waste of money, it's a WWE match, it's a it's a carnival show for people in order to keep them locked into that system when what we should be doing is working to say, hey, wait a minute. We need to dissolve this system in order that we might put in, as our framers put, new institutes of government to secure our liberty. And if people don't understand that, I don't know if Australia has the problem of you know, importing the Middle Easterners. We're going to talk to G. Singh Damara uh, out of England, but he's going to talk about immigration and the influx of it going in England. But we have it here. I'm, I'm sure you probably have it there. You have a whole nother like an undertow of another culture that's coming into the countries while all of this is going on. And sure, they want revolution. They want everything torn down, but they want it for a different reason. They want to fill that vacuum with these antichrists and those who uh, don't have the culture and the mindset of the people who are native there. They want them to come in, and this is part of God's judgment in Deuteronomy 28. One of the final judgments is he sends in foreign armies that you can understand. And they'll you'll work for them and they'll and he'll utterly destroy you through them. Is that a concern? This is this is what I'm saying. It's gotta go beyond the ballot box. In your country and mine, it's gotta go beyond the ballot box because tyrants don't understand and they control that ballot box. That this is the this is where I think we need that discussion to say, wait a minute. If the people give their consent to these tyrants, time and time again. And even when they feel like, and there's evidence of widespread voter fraud, how are they to fix that? They're not going to fix that at the ballot box. I think it was the one guy says, we have the ammo, but there were several things, but we have the, we have the ballot box. And then the final thing, if we can't do it, with that is the ammo box. And we played the, uh, the video of the Battle of Athens. I'm sure you're probably familiar with that in Tennessee, where you know the, the guys who were in power in the city Went and got the the ballot box, and they were gonna, you know, go ahead and elect them the, themselves into power again. And the veterans went and got the the guns out of the armory, uh, got some dynamite, and went and dealt with the with the criminals who were doing it. They didn't ask permission to do it. They went and dealt with them. They got the ballot box out and they counted it in front of everybody, so everybody knew it was transparent. It was open. There was no there was no way they could deceive the people in that. And I, I'm just my mind is saying. Yeah, I, I want to go down the road of just voting, but I've already seen it for 170 years. It's shown itself that that is not the solution when you get to this stage of corruption where these men are willing to do exactly what you said. They're willing to sacrifice their fellow man made in the image of God, and they don't even blink. They can lie to them about their sacrifice, and they don't even blink about it. It's incredible.
3: Look, thank you for uh, for, for raising all these very important issues. We have a very, the most important day in Australia and in New Zealand is Anzac Day, which is the 25th of April each year. And it honours Australians who served, originally served in Anzac Cove in Gallipoli in the Great War with their New Zealand and English and uh, Indian and, and some French uh, allies. But uh, Anzac Day now is the most important day in Australia where we we honour all the departed, all the fallen. And we have a an appalling state government in Western Australia that this part of Australia that's more than a third of the uh, entire country and uh, uh, it's a very small population in Western Australia. But in 2021 the uh, state government decided they would ban the Anzac Day march on the pretext that of COVID. And so they told the veterans who were accustomed to marching every Anzac Day through the city of Perth that they would not be allowed to march and anyone who attempted to march would be fined. So uh, at nine o'clock on uh, the morning of uh, the 25th of April 2021, uh, I set off on my own on my crutches, and I marched the length of the route on my own, uh, with a dear friend of mine riding my electric motor uh, scooter uh, behind me to, taking a video just for the evidence. And uh, I didn't know if I could walk that far, but I managed the good Lord helped, and I did manage to walk that far. and uh, as I uh, was marching on down the middle of the road, uh, a couple of police on uh, pushbikes came up beside me and said, what are you doing? So I said, they went with song to the battle. They were young, straight of limb, true of eye, steady and aglow. They were staunch to the end against odds uncounted. They fell with their faces to the foe. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years contemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. I'll be on my way now, boys. And the police were a bit taken aback by this. So they said, Oh, well, we'd better give you an escort so you don't get run over. So I had two police on push bikes escorting me as I continued marching down the street.
4: On push bikes? What, what, explain that. I'm sorry. What is a push bike? A push bike is where you sit on it and you pedal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we just call it a bicycle. I just want to make sure we're, we're talking about the yes, same thing. We, okay.
3: we, they're bicycles. We had two coppers gotcha. on bicycles. Okay. And they, they put coppers on bicycles because they can sneak along rows of traffic uh, looking into uh, cars sitting in lines of traffic waiting at stop signs and at traffic lights. To see if anybody's talking on their mobile phone, and then they arrest them and charge them three hundred dollars. But that's that's a different angle. But anyway, I had two police, quite courteous police, escorting me, and they even called up a uh, a police car, which blocked the intersection where I had to turn right to walk down to the park, where the march would normally normally disband. And so they blocked the intersection to make it possible for me to walk through the intersection unmolested by passing traffic. So the police ended up being helpful instead of being obstructive and so I got down to the to the park and provided a uh, little uh, performance of uh, great war poetry. I just mentioned that if the politicians of the 1930s had listened to the poets of the great war there wouldn't have been a second world war. So I had uh, Quite a few people listening to me provide some poetry in the park and then i made my uh, my way back uh, to the center of perth and uh, so i just mentioned that little story because i may i conducted an act of deliberate civil disobedience and challenged the government to arrest me and they did not yeah, and good this, for you this this story was as a result of that the next Anzac Day, the government, government did not dare to ban Anzac Day because they knew that it wouldn't be just me, it would be a very large number of people coming forward and uh, and making the march. And uh, I honour all veterans, uh, better men than I served in harm's way, and uh, Australians deserve the opportunity to honour our veterans, as you do in the United States, of course. and. Uh, Uh, Veterans have a vested interest in preserving human liberty. Veterans have a vested interest in uh, protecting humans from human sacrifice inflicted on them by governments. Now, everyone who takes an act of civil disobedience against the government uh, when the government is overreaching and doing bad things is making a step forward. And if enough of us do those things, then sooner or later, bad governments will collapse. But we should try to avoid anything that uh, involves uh, the uh, final step, which is which was taken by uh, the people of the uh, of the Americas against their uh, their oppressors uh, a couple of centuries ago. And uh, we've got to try and avoid. Avoid that if we
4: can. You know, Maybe Michael, you're talking about the veterans. We we had uh, Brian call in. The uh, I think it was on Monday. This was uh this was a this was a sign he got when he went to the local VA. This is here in the states in North Carolina. This is what it says. Now you're probably familiar with our Fourth Amendment. It says the the right of the people to be secure in their persons and papers and all this stuff shall not be infringed. Right, and there is a process that people they have to go through. They have to have. You know, a reasonable cause for that. And then they have to go through and they have to sign an affidavit and they have to get a warrant and all this stuff. They're going to search and see something. This is what he got. This is the sign he was met with when he went to the Veterans Administration Clinic. We are taking all necessary steps to protect people's supplies and equipment during the COVID-19 crisis, which, by the way, SARS-CoV-2 has never been proven to exist. There are no isolates. Many doctors around the world have asked for them. They can't get them. Why? Because there are none. There are none. For the safety of veterans and employees, all who enter this federal facility are subject to inspection to include personal items. He's going there to get treated. He's a veteran. It's part of the benefits that are given to the veterans. And he's being told you are subject to inspection, including your personal items. I got to tell you, Michael, when people get to this place, they don't care about the law. This is why, in my mind, this voting thing You're voting to see who's going, which tyrant you're going to have over you and over your neighbor. And I, for one, I'm done with that because none of the, as far as I see, none of them have any character. And, you know, when we go to scripture, speaking of voting and people in office and stuff, and you guys have, one of the things I like about you guys and the the guys over in uh, Europe and stuff is you still call your, you, you know, your, your main head there or whatever, the prime minister, or you call them ministers of this or ministers of that. And that comes right out of Romans 13. They're supposed to be ministers of God. And I can't believe the people in America who don't understand that those who serve the people in the public offices are ministers of God, according to Romans 13. And they have to do what God has said. They don't just get to whimsically do what they want to do. And yes, it's impacting veterans. It's impacting, And I've seen some veterans have some great speeches down there in Australia. I think we've carried some of them as well. Uh, of of what they're saying and why they've been out. There was one guy, he had went to several places. Um, I think it was not this past summer, but maybe the summer before last, uh, one of the big events you guys had out there, and then they started targeting him with all these weapons. You've probably seen that, these uh, um, 5G-style weapons that they're doing uh, that'll burn the people it'll mess with their hearing and all this other kind of stuff. And again, how do you deal with those people but by getting rid of them i if they're if they're corrupt that far this is this is the only thing i can think of in my mind because the voting just isn't working um well
3: i have a website for people to report uh, illegal use of uh, weaponry by police okay i also have a web- website for people to report their vaccine injuries it's very simple to remember it's vaxharm.net. and uh the uh These similar sites are springing up all around the place. In New Zealand, they've had in tiny little New Zealand, with only six million people or thereabouts, they've had thirty-eight thousand victims of vaccine harm. Ah, thanks, thanks for showing that. That's great. Sure. Uh, And uh, uh, the uh, uh, we 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 all just have to keep doing everything we can to bring down the evil people who are exploiting. The world and trying to make themselves our rulers when they should be our servants and uh, that's something that I think everybody should remember the people who are in Parliament and in government should not be thought of as our rulers they are there to serve us and by serving us they serve God
4: Yeah, as long as as long as they're abiding by what God has said, because even even in that passage, Paul says it's not anything to fear. They're they're a terror to those who do evil. They don't bear the sword in vain against those who do evil. But what we've seen uh, here, Michael, is is that they've turned, they've done what Isaiah said, and there's a woe, there's a judgment on those people. They've said what doing good, going and doing your job, working as unto the Lord. The Bible says, putting your hand to whatever it is and doing it with all your might, as Ecclesiastes teaches us. They, they they, 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 say, no, you can't do that because you're a threat to other people because you may be carrying the convicts. Um, they, they, they've they shut people down from telling the truth. They they've went and arrested. I know down in Australia, we saw the lady in her pajamas, uh, pregnant mother who had just put out something on Facebook to say, hey, we're going to have a, a, a freedom rally out here in the park at such and such a place at such and such time. And the cops are in there to arrest her. I'm telling you, it, I... I know guys around where I live, and I know why they don't do that junk down here. They do it up north. They'll do it out west in some places. They don't do that junk in South Carolina that I see because they know they're going to get some guys who come and say, no, you're not doing this stuff. You're not going to be doing this stuff. You're not going to impose this kind of us. Yet, for one reason or another, people even here in the South are susceptible to the propaganda I, I, most people aren't wearing masks anymore, but I go out and pe- I see some people wearing masks and I'm just, I just shake my head. You can't help those people, but the ones who are, who are resisting to at least a certain extent, you say, we, we've we got to do something more of that. So here's what I want to do. We got to, uh, we're, we're at the, we went over the show a little bit and I don't want to keep you up on. I know it's late, getting late for you there. I want you to give people uh, a final message of exhortation. What is a what is a plan that you have that you encourage? And I know you've mentioned voting, but are, is there anything else that people can do on a daily basis? Because voting doesn't happen every day. It's happening you know, every so many years or every year or every other year, whatever the case may be. I don't know how it is in your in your country, but there's got to be something else that the people do. So I want to leave a word of exhortation to you as a final word, and then we'll close out the show. And if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off here. It's all yours, Michael.
3: Okay. This is the hardest problem that humanity has had to face for a very long time. There are no easy answers. There are no easy answers at all. But what is happening is that the number of casualties from these mRNA so-called vaccines is soaring, is becoming so large, and and the situation is becoming so desperate and so many people are dying, that the truth cannot much longer be concealed. And sooner or later, and I hope it's soon, the the rules are going to be brought down by the pressure of public opinion. And I would much rather bring them down by the pressure of public opinion than by any other method. You might notice behind me a Ukrainian flag and an Australian flag. We are in the situation in Australia Where the government is acting as it is, as if it is a hostile occupying power, just as the Russian armies are acting in those parts of Ukraine which they control. They're acting as a hostile, occupying, unwelcome foreign power. Now, it is not the task of governments to behave like an enemy in our country. That is what governments are doing. And we have to keep reminding him of that. And every individual parliamentarian whom we talk to, we have to tell them. Now, there are some parliamentarians, you mentioned Senator Malcolm Roberts, and I know him very well known him for years. We've shared the platform many times.
4: Great guy too.
3: Some of them, not, some of them not, no, he's a former miner. And uh, so he, under, he understands what makes, what makes civilization possible. Now, I mentioned the Ukrainian flag. The Western Australian government threw into jail on an eight month sentence and she got out after three months a highly qualified girl who was born in Ukraine and at the age of thirty one she had four dentistry degrees, including a doctorate from an Australian university. They threw her into jail for and it ended up for three months, including Christmas. She was in jail with murderers and blackmailers and drug dealers. Because she had treated her patients when the government said she should have been uh, uh, in quarantine, and her patients knew that she knew that whether she'd been in Canberra and they were perfectly safe. Now that 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 young woman was thrown out of the dentistry practice, not allowed to practice dentistry in Australia. She's now back in Ukraine and heroically providing free dentistry to Ukrainian soldiers in their wonderful task of defending their nation against an occupying power now in the united states i think you have a government which is acting like a hostile occupying power
4: oh it is certainly
3: have one in australia i think the the french government is acting like a hostile occupying power i think the same can be said against the government in holland i think the same can be said about the government of germany i think the same can be said against governments all around the world, but there is one government you can't say it about, and that is the government of the Solomon Islands, because the government of the Solomon Islands in August last year brought in free ivermectin for the whole country in order to get rid of scabies. And as a result of that, there is now no longer any COVID-19 in the Solomon Islands. They've completely abolished the illness. and and. It is just so embarrassing when you put the graph of the of COVID-19 sickness in the, on the same, same uh, scale as a graph of the Australian government's performance and people in Australia are dying and people in the Solomon Islands are not. And wherever governments allow ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and proper treatments, people are saved. From this nasty disease, and I mentioned with great, uh, great praise the government of Uttar Pradesh in India, where two hundred and twenty million people live, and they happen to have a much better government than we have in Australia, and I think probably a better government than you have in the United States. We all must work harder, and those of us who are getting too little sleep at the moment, we need less. Let's spend our time. Proselytizing, campaigning, and convincing politicians that the time for honesty has come. It's a real privilege to be involved in any way with the Sons of Liberty. God bless you all. God bless Tim Brown. God bless those who know that humanity is what counts. God bless those who know that human life is what matters. God bless those who want to reject. We want to reject under all circumstances any form of slavery, any form of human sacrifice. And if you'd be kind enough, Tim, again, to give people a chance to to scan that link, you can go to my human sacrifice must go page and report every politician. There's a a QR code there somewhere. Uh, Every report, every politician, every media person, that's the one. Please scan that record report every politician every media person every bureaucrat who advocates for human sacrifice by depriving people of their life their liberty their health their education their welfare and worst of all those people who attack unborn children by inflicting experimental drugs upon their mothers what a a terrible crime and a good piece of news for australians is that professor peter mccullough is coming to australia on the 10th of february and things are going to get better for australians and god bless him and god bless clive palmer the australian uh, the australian entrepreneur and philanthropist who has invited him to come here thank you sons of liberty I hope you will let me come back.
4: <laughs> well, we'd like to have you back on, Michael. I mean, we can do that. That's no problem. The the thing is, is when people report stuff and all, the, the question I have is, okay, what gets done with the reporting? Is there going to be prosecution? Is there going to be any of that kind of stuff? I don't know if you want to speak to that. Uh, I'll give you an extra bit of, of time. I mean, what is the point of them reporting? Is your organization going to take and bring prosecution there? Is that what you're looking to do?
3: That is that is the goal. Okay, and and there is nothing easy, but there is a whole raft of politicians who should be prosecuted, and a whole raft of bribe offerers and bribe takers, and people who really have no place in civilized society. They should be behind bars.
4: Mm, amen. Amen. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a little a little more biblical. They should be taking dirt naps. The Bible knows nothing about putting people in prison and making the people that they injured or harmed or their families pay for them three hots and a cot and a place to stay and cable TV and internet and they get to lift weights and all that. No, no, no. If you've done something that's cost somebody somebody's life and you've done it intentionally like what we've seen over the past three years, you get a dirt nap. That's what you get. You get, they want to talk about the depopulation. We can get rid, re- we can start that real quick with them, those who are promoting such things. And some people say, well, that's not very loving. That's not like Jesus. Wait a minute. Jesus talked about the death penalty uh, to the Pharisees when they wouldn't honor their mother and father. But they said, instead of taking care of mom and dad, like they did for them when they were kids, they got money, but they didn't want to do it. They said, no, this is Corbin. This is this is for God. This is set aside for God. Wait a minute. God told you to honor your mother and father, and those who don't is worthy of death. That's Jesus's words, Okay. And by the way, Jesus is the one who gave the law at at uh, Sinai. He's the one who gave the law there and expounded upon it to Moses. So, you know, if you want to stay there with, with Jesus, you're going to have to take the hard words too, along with the kind words. And uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, Michael, I the more I see this, the more I see why the Lord said you do this with people so that others may fear the Lord and they may learn not to do what those people do. But I appreciate you coming on. We will have you back on. Uh, you got some updates or something? We'll bring you back on. The audience seemed to really appreciate you being on. And uh, yeah, we're more than happy to bring you back on. Hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then tomorrow morning, we're going to have G Sing on live from the UK about immigration, how it's infiltrating. You said, What does that have to do with us? We're experiencing the same thing here. And the same agenda is going to be happening here as it is in the UK. Whatever you see over there, it's coming here. It really is. So don't miss that. 6 a.m. Lord willing, we'll talk to you then. See you.